Downs, this is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How's it going? Not bad. Um, I am ready to watch some footy. I just sit down with my fish and chips. <laughs> the Dude, Queen! Uh, real quick, I want to give a shout out. Randy has been on me to do this movie forever. Uh, Randy from Path to the Flood, if any of you guys watched that music video we were in a while ago. Randy's a guitarist. And we're not jerks. We didn't just not credit him. I just threw the theme onto all the episodes we have backlogged. Our new theme song, all the music was done by Randy. So this episode goes out to him. Thank you for doing the new theme, by the way. Yes, this is dedicated to Randy. It turned out so awesome. We all got to go over to his house and have pizza. And then we got to stare at his movie collection and all of his cool werewolf stuff. He has like one of the huge werewolves in his backyard. I love it. Yeah, Randy's always been like a huge werewolf dude. And I remember last year for Throbtober, I I wanted to, you know, like what we do for Throbtober, we try to get a good mix of movies. Yeah. And I was talking to him. I was like, I want to do a werewolf movie. You're the, you're the werewolf guy. And he told me to do Dog Soldiers. But I swapped up for Ginger Snaps because I remember there was a Halloween scene. And so ever since then, he has been on me. When are you doing Dog Soldiers? So here you go. It, it, we're here. I've been hearing about this movie for a while now and been, always been interested in it. Because Randy kind of, uh, didn't he say, like, does Brett not like werewolf movies? It's like, oh, it's not that I don't like werewolf movies. It's just like, I'd rather, I'm going to pick a vampire movie over a werewolf movie. Yeah, I guess all, the only werewolf movies we've done have all been Greg picks. Yeah, which I love American Werewolf in London. We did Ginger Snaps. Was that the only two? Yeah, I think that's it. Unless we count Monster Squad, that'd be you. Well, yeah, he's in that, kind of. Alright, so Dog Soldiers from 2002 is written and directed by Neil Marshall. I think that's the guy who who did The Descent, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay, cool. I love that movie. That's really good. Also, Tales of Halloween, which is one of those covers I always see on, like, Amazon Prime or whatnot. Well, Tales of Halloween is an anthology, so he did a segment on it. Oh, okay. I need to see that at some point. So is this the first time watch for you then, too? Yes, very much so. Um, interesting. Um, right off the bat, I saw it was from 2002, and I went, oh no. And Greg reassured me, it's foreign. It's not made in America, so it's not that kind of 2002 horror movie. I went, thank fuck. <laughs> yeah, we don't have, like, the shitty young adults, like, overly horny, like, oiling your boobs up by campfires, Friday 2009, and things like this in this movie. Well, I'm even thinking about, like, the Saul movies. Oh, like um, torture porny and stuff. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't think we get any of that in this. Even though there is, like, some torturous things that happen and some really fucking, like, insane special effects and whatnot, guts getting ripped out, it's not, like, torture porny. It's done in, like, a cool werewolf movie way. No, it's good in a good gore way that I like a lot. Yeah. For the gore hounds and horror fiends. <laughs> what do you think of the werewolf design? I like them a lot, actually. I was waiting to see the werewolves, like, fully on to see what they look like. Is it a person in a suit? Or does it actually look good? Because even, like, a few shots in American Werewolf in London, it looks a little harsh. Like, it's a great movie. I love it. But a couple of times you're like, eh, there's a you reason why they tongue. don't show the werewolf a whole, whole lot. When it's running through the crowd, it looks like an animatronic. You bite your tongue right now. I love the movie. But no, the werewolves look great. 
I like that they're the more humanoid type of like you'll get it's almost like vampire movies of like there's the just oh monster creature vampires then there's like the distinguished gentlemen vampires you get like <laughs> the two-legged werewolves or like four-legged like basically they just turn into dogs and i like this yeah, the, the bipedal ones so yeah i thought the design was really cool i like that they how big they made them like it, it was really cool design i like the work on it a lot i'm not sure who did the special effects on this but they did a good job oh yeah they're like 10 feet tall yeah um now <laughs> that was my positive. I'm going to get on to my biggest negative right here, Brett. Oh, okay. What the fuck is going on with the picture in this movie? Yeah, that and a lot of jumping around in the story, it seems. Of things, would like, there's a big, like, build-up scene to something, and then it's, like, kind of awkwardly edited, and then they're, like, right on to something else. Like, well, what happened to the other thing? Yeah, like, to the point there's people I didn't know if they were still with our group, and then, like, 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh, they're still there, okay. I thought I had to almost count them as dead for a little bit, and then, like, the, just the picture in this is so, remember when Grindhouse double feature, Planet Terror and Death Proof, how they had, like, the fake film effect going over it? Yeah. It's kind of like that, but I feel, like, turned up, like, was this actually shot on shitty film, or is it the effect thing? Oh, I know what you mean, of it's, like extremely grainy kind of yeah and you get used to it like as you go on but man the beginning was jarring for me like dealing with that yeah well they, they it's britain they spilled some tea on the film and <laughs> oi governor <laughs> oh i got my biscuits all over it our british listeners we love you uh don't listen <laughs> that's usually brett's thing is picking on you I, I don't know what i've done there i'm supposed to be the peacemaking one all right. Well, it starts off in Scotland. Oi! And there's this guy with a, his wife or girlfriend, and she gives him this solid silver knife when they're camping. She goes, well, you can't be without your sword. I'm like, well, it's a werewolf movie. That's coming back into play later. Oh, yeah. The special silver dagger that she got him for his, like, promotion or whatever he got. Like, okay. And later on, they're in the tent, and the tent starts unzipping, Brett. And they both just stare at this zipper going up, like, grab and pull back down or something, I don't know. It's so great, because they're, like, making out. They're definitely, like, about to do it. And, like, he's, like, unzipping her pants, and then he stops, and the zipper sound keeps going. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, dude. Like, I know it's a tent, someone could just poke through it with something, but, like, I'd be pulling it back down, like, No! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just sit there watching. Like, even if it's not a scary werewolf, it's like Pervy Man, like, is trying to sneak a peek. Yeah, there's nothing good that can come in there. Be a little more alarmed. Yeah, exactly. It's like the publisher clearinghouse guy comes in with a giant check. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, the wife is pulled out and, like, killed, big blood spray, and she's taken, and then title card. Yeah, it was really. This movie does not shy away from blood, and I love that. No, very good bloody movie. Yes. And then we get a lot of soldier stuff for a minute. For a minute? For the for rest of the while. movie? Yeah. But, well, it's just soldier stuff here for like a little bit of. This is the part of when Greg was watching it, because he watched it before I did. And he's like, ah, that opening like little bit. 
is a little rough, but then it gets good. And then I was like, oh, I see what he means. Yeah, it takes a while to get rolling, which horror, I'm so glad that the trope still exists of throw a kill at the beginning if you're going to have a long build-up after that. Yeah, at least give a little morsel. Yes. Uh, it says, two hours earlier, although it's unrelated, so I don't know why we even have this card, and military escape training, and Captain Ryan tells Cooper, uh, one of our main people later on, to shoot this dog, and he's like, no, I'm not going to. Now, in my head, I'm like, no one's going to shoot the dog for no reason. It's going to be like right. a, test your loyalty to me, the gun's actually unloaded. You know what I mean? Something like that. Right. Well, and immediately, too, I'm like, oh, God, they're immediately, like, gonna kill a dog. It's also a German Shepherd, if I remember, and I used to have one of those as a kid. Yeah, and, like, for no reason. And then Cooper won't do it, and then Captain Ryan, like, cocks the gun, and I'm like, okay, here's where he's like, it was empty the whole time. Yeah. There's no reason. No one's this evil. And he just shoots the fucking dog! Because the... There's no hesitation. You must do whatever I say, military man. <laughs> yeah, like, the, okay, we're just starting off with this. Yeah, just a dog murder. Immediately, I'm like, oh, fuck you, movie. Cooper punches the captain, but he's quickly outmaneuvered, and we cut another four weeks later card, and all these soldiers are dropped off in the woods, and that asshole captain is not with this group, thankfully. We get Sarge, who I like quite a bit. I love Sarge. Um, I also have a fun fact about Cooper. Okay. He is Tommy in a little movie called Train Spotting that I've been trying to get Greg of the Dead to watch for years now. I'll get there eventually. You gotta understand, we're running a show here, and I'm ninety percent of my television watching time is show movies for the show. Well, you know how many people like of like from Train Spotting have popped up in these movies that I get to bring it up all of the time. Yes, because you tell me every time, and you yell at me for not watching it every time. Yeah, come on, Tommy does heroin, lays around. <laughs> <laughs> but all these soldiers are dropped off in the wood woods, and my notes literally say one guy is like Brett, mad there's no TV. Oh, yeah, because he just wants to watch uh, the football game. It's soccer. I don't actually care whatsoever. But, yeah, he's all pissed off that he can't watch the, like, big match. It's, like, England versus Germany or something, which is a great callback at the very end. Did you catch that? Of, like, England, like, 1-5-1 to one or something? Yeah. I love that. But they're up against special forces and some kind of exercise. So like, they don't have real ammo with them, like loaded up or anything. Like it's all training right here. Oh yeah. Cause right here they go running out, but they have like these bright yellow tips on their guns. And I'm like, well, that's going to give you away. Why do you have like the yellow tips? Is this a Britain thing? And it's like, Oh, it's not live ammo. It's like a drill kind of thing. Okay. They're walking around whistling and having a good marching time. But the other team scouts spot them. I was getting into the idea of this team versus team thing, and it never even plays out. Oh, of course you do, because this remind me of, like, Predator. Of it's, like, all these guys <laughs> with guns dropped off in the woods. Dude, there was a little bit of Predator vibes. Although, I was thinking about that, because I even saw, I think the back of the case said something, like, Werewolf meets Predator or something, so <laughs> it had my attention. But, like, 
this isn't necessarily a diss on the movie, but I feel like in when you're watching Predator, you come to know every single person on that team and everything, like yeah. all of them. Here, there's one or two standouts, there's Sarge and Cooper, but other than that, I'm not gonna lie, Brett, I can't tell any of these dudes apart. It's all like no. old white guy with thick accent for me. I'm like, I, I don't know who any of you are. No, I get what you mean 100% of the couple of them stand out. Like the one kind of does cause he can't, he's called spoon. But if you yeah. have, if there's a picture of all of them, you're like, which one's spoon? I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> it's really weird also fire. that there's a guy, a character named spoon in with an actor who was in train spotting all about heroin. Well, do you want to, I can break this fun fact open early. The later when Spoon dies and they're like, there is no Spoon. Do you know what that's a reference to? Only Zool? Nope. Uh, the Matrix. Where they're talking oh. about bending the Spoon and everything. Like, there is no Spoon. I thought it was just a funny thing that they referenced that in this. Oh, I haven't seen the Matrix in forever. I would never have gotten that. Nice one. Thank you. But they're sitting around the fire talking about what scares them and everything. And Sarge gives a rousing story time about a man who got the devil tattooed on him. And I, I don't, I don't really know, but it's a very impassioned story. Yeah. And isn't Sarge's big thing of like, he's most afraid of not going home to his wife. Yeah. Which makes the ending of this sad dude. Any of those scenarios, dude, I, we watch horror movies and talk about them every week. I'm used to seeing people get cut up for some reason. The second any of them mention like, I'm scared that I won't see my family. I'm like, oh, crap, now I have to root for you to get through this. Oh, yeah, because it makes it too real. I'm like, none of you have families. You're horny teenagers who are in their 30s, and you want to have sex. (laughs) Yeah, and the man in the mask is mad about this. And then, dude, this picks up right away, because a dead cow is just dropped from the trees into their camp. Dude, and they think it's, like, part of the game or something. They do not react to it whatsoever. Like, they jump a little bit, and the one, like, fires blanks at it. And they make fun of them, being like, man, it's blanks. But yeah, then it's almost just treated as like, well, that just happened, but... Oh, the queen says keep on going on through the trials. Her, 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 we better get some sleep. It's like, there's a dead cow just fell from the sky. Is this Monty Python? Does the queen rule Scotland? Is that part of it? I don't know. I think oh, maybe, I'm, and that's why there, there's a reason why they don't like each other. I'm sorry, UK listeners. We're we are dumb Americans. We don't. I don't even know states that don't border us how close they are or anything like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but someone from the other group is killed by an unseen monster, and next morning our main group sees a flare go off. So they're going off after it. They find the camp, and there's. Guts and blood everywhere, but no bodies. Except for one survivor, the asshole from the beginning of the movie, Captain Ryan, who Cooper used to be in his group. Well, he, like, pops out of nowhere. He's like, ooh, and, like, pops up, and everyone, like, aims their guns at him. It's like, he did a jump scare to them. And he's, like, all in and out of it. He's been attacked. And he says there was only supposed to be one... And, like, so he knows something's going on. He wasn't just here for this training exercise. And Sarge tells him, shut up, you're scaring my, me lads. <laughs> to him. Is this Leon Cunningham from Game of Thrones? Or does he just look, yes. look a lot like the no. Game of Thrones guy? Okay. No, he is from Game of Thrones. Okay, now he looks familiar. Now I get it. 
they hear a bunch of howling and they take off after it. And they kind of split up here because one is chased into a tree branch. Dude, this sucks. Oh my like, God. can you imagine you're up against a monster? You're all set. You're like, it's us against the monster. You're scared, but you, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Load it up. Okay, let's kill these fuckers. Yeah. And you get chased and killed by a tree branch. I was like, did he get thrown and they cut that part? Because he runs, he's just running, and all of a sudden he's impaled by this ginormous tree branch, and he's like halfway down it. It's like four feet long. He's two feet in. <laughs> Full disclosure, I had that thought too. I didn't know if he was shoved into it or if he just ran. It was made unclear because they haven't done the full monster reveal yet. But so, like, I don't know if he just ran directly into it or if he was thrown there. Which much worse if he just ran into it, which I think he did. It, that's what I brought up earlier about, like, there's some weird editing in this movie that makes parts not make sense. Dude, this is where Sarge gets slashed right across his stomach, and all of his guts and intestines are hanging out. <laughs> and I love because Sarge is telling him, you go, you go. I think it's Cooper. Just starts taking his guts, and I get that this is a real thing, but I was like, oh, he's dead. But he just starts shoving his guts back into him. Like, no, let me die at this point. <laughs> I love that Sarge is like, they're not going to fit back in. He's like, yes, they are. And he's like shoving them. He's like, hold them to hold your stomach together while you run and shoot guns. It's so insane. They're all being like herded together, which makes sense. Like dogs and everything. You know what I mean? Like they're like circling them. You get little flashes of silhouettes of werewolves and everything. You still don't have that full on reveal yet. And like a little bit like side profiles of their face and stuff. And they're all being like circled together. And they make it to a road, and they jump in front of this jeep, and they all get in and take off. But, well, no, they don't take off, because the werewolves see this jeep, and jump on it, and shoves its arm through the roof, and it's like the, you know, terrifying monster hand coming through the roof. And they're, like, holding the car down, I think? Yeah, I think it's, like, the weight of all the people, plus the werewolf. It's, like, bogged down in, like, mud. It's great, too, because the werewolf, like, shoves its arm through the roof. They just start stabbing it! Yeah, what else are you going to do in this situation? Well, that's part that I do love about this movie. Of It's not like most movies where everyone would go, ah, and run out of the perfectly fine car in, like, in opposite directions. They're like, ah, and stabbing the fuck out of it. <laughs> Uh, the girl who was driving the Jeep, Megan, heard gunfire and came to save them. They get back to, not her place, but another house, correct? Well, that's what we're told at the beginning. Uh, yeah. yeah it, my house is like 50 miles away and the other hollow. <laughs> story purposes for now, not her house. Exactly, yes. And they're in the middle of nowhere. Two of the soldiers go outside, and wolves are surrounding the place. Werewolves, not just wolf wolves. And why does they exp- why do they explode the car to scare them away? No, they I they like shoot the car, and it shoots like the gas tank. So I don't know if they did it on purpose or if it I just feel like happened. That was a bad move. Yeah, you blew up your only transportation. That's why I think, like, because they run into the house and they just start wildly firing without even looking at what they're shooting. And they shoot the fuck out of the car, so I almost think it's an accident. Yeah, it would have to be. Because one of the big things, then, is we gotta get to the shed, because there's a Range Rover in there. 
Yeah, true. We'll get there. Dude, I love this part because everyone's trying to barricade the door, shut its chaos. Werewolves are trying to get in, you know? Remember, Sarge's guts are hanging out. Megan's dog <laughs> bites oh his intestines. God. It starts pulling out. just like, with his intestines and everything. I was losing it at this moment. It's like trying to pull away the, like, shitty bandage they half-wrapped around it. And the dog, Sarge is like, get the fucking dog away from me! <laughs> oh, is it the bandage? I thought it was his actual no. intestines. Oh, yeah. I thought the dog was chomping on his intestines and pulling <laughs> on them. Sarge would have been way more fucked then. <laughs> That's why I was laughing so hard, because I thought it was his guts. Well, it's, it's still funny, of, like, he's pulled the dog's pulling on the bandages that's holding him together is being like, like playing tug of war. Cause it's not like, uh, like I love all dogs, you know, I, you've, I, yeah. I've been around pit bulls. I've been around all kinds. They're all sweet. It's not like a Rottweiler where it's like, Arr! it's like a little, like Scotty dog kind of thing of like, it's like a herding dog. If it's like a long hair, like he's super cute. It's like, he's playing. <laughs> yeah. He's a fluffy boy. Actually, um, the, uh, the dog is credited in on Letterbox. Sam the dog. Oh, good. Yeah. But uh, one soldier, I thought we were going to have a repeat. And I was really bummed at this movie. I was going to yell at Randy for making me watch it. Because one soldier is about to shoot that dog, but it's dog because yeah. another soldier pukes on his head. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so great because he's just so, like, overwhelmed by everything. He just pukes, looks like potatoes, like, all over his yeah. head. <laughs> Um, this is where the movie turns into Night of the Living Dead or Return of the Living Dead, but with werewolves instead of zombies. Oh, with boarding up the house? Very, so much boarding up the house, reboarding up the house, firing guns through the boarded up windows. We got to get to the car to escape. Uh, how are we going to do it? There's, uh, that car explodes at one point at the end. Man, you're not wrong. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, they definitely heavily borrow. And look, the classics work. Use them. But yeah, they heavily yeah. borrow from it. But I don't even... And they definitely heavily borrow from it. But I don't look at it as like, oh, movie. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Like, I've never seen that kind of story done with werewolves. It's almost always zombies trying to break into wherever they're, yeah. like, stashed up at. So this was cool. Yeah, I think so, too. But we learned that Megan knows about the werewolves, and she's a zoologist who's been camping out here to follow up on the stories about them and everything and studying them. So she knows a lot. I like that she's not like, oh, I have no idea, and then we slightly learn. No, she's just up front, yeah, I know quite a bit about these things. And she keeps mentioning, like I kept saying, I wanted to get back to nature. Well, here I am. Womp <laughs> womp. Why don't I have that on our soundboard? Remind me, I need to add one of those. Or the curb and your enthusiasm music. <laughs> <laughs> they're setting Sarge up in bed and they give him whiskey and it doesn't help too much, but they're stitching him up. I love it's like, get me super glue and whiskey where they're going to super glue his stomach back together. They gave him pain pills and he's like downed almost the entire bottle of whiskey where Megan's like, do you think that's a good idea? And I think it's Cooper's like, what do you want? Like his guts are spilling out. Because at this point, Sarge is having the greatest time. He's annihilated. He's like, I love you. Give me a hug. <laughs> and then he's like, randomly has fits where it's like, ah! it starts like destroying things. This is where we 
we already mentioned about like Megan saying she knows it. Dude, how is Cooper still a skeptic at this point? You saw wolves standing on their legs, breaking into things, reaching in, and like how at this point? Dude Wolves that are towering over you. Yeah, like horror movies, like I get the skeptic is an important part in any of these kind of movies. But once you cross a certain point, you gotta drop that shit. How do you yeah. not believe it at this point? Yeah, you're being attacked by them, like, literally. Yeah. Uh, there's also, a, there is a point where they almost go, well, we don't care what it is, they're the enemy. Which I kind of do like that part of, like, yeah, playing to yeah. the soldier thing, of they're just like, we just know how to kill. And honestly, that's what you should be doing at this point. Hey, we can yeah. figure out what they are later. All we need to know right now is they're trying to kill us. Right, right around this time, too, because everyone's kind of talking about what their situation is. One of them throws out there, it's the Kobe Ma Kobayashi Maru. It's a no-win situation. I'm like, they did a Star Trek reference! Oh, is that what the I didn't know what that meant, but yeah. there we go. That's why we have you on here. Yeah, the Kobayashi Maru is part of Starfleet, where you're thrown into basically like a uh, Starfleet simulator, and you're given a no-win scenario of like your ship's going to be destroyed and everyone's going to die and they just see what you do with it oh okay well that's mean and captain kirk is the only one to ever uh pass the kobayashi maru because he cheated but there is no rule in there that says you couldn't cheat oh there we go yeah star trek minute with brett <laughs> <laughs> Cooper starts questioning Captain Ryan. This is what I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. I forgot this dude was in the group. I thought, like, they left him or something, because I hadn't seen him since his initial meeting with the group. Yeah. Uh, do you see what one of the other group members' name is? What? Bruce Campbell. Oh, that's awesome. They named the character Bruce Campbell. <laughs> oh, that, that rules. <laughs> But Captain Ryan pulls a gun on Cooper, and they, someone uses a frying pan to smack it out of his hands, and they restrain him. Yes. Oh, there was also a great part where they're, like, super gluing Sarge's guts back together. Sarge is, like, yelling at Cooper, like, oh, it fucking hurts! Like, knock me the fuck out! And Cooper, like, sucker punches him, and Sarge is like, it's not all you fucking got! And he punches him again. <laughs> And that time he gets knocked out. But it's so funny because he gets hit the first time. And it's like, oh, you fucking pussy. <laughs> he did it again. It actually landed. <laughs> so I guess the werewolves could see in the dark because they cut the power because I guess they can, they have night vision. Yeah, I the werewolf night vision is different than you've ever seen before. It's definitely just shot in daylight and they put a black and white filter over whatever the film but uh, I don't. I don't mind it. It's like no, okay, I don't this, mind is, it. this is alien enough for me that I could see. Like, oh, I don't know what the werewolf vision is. This could be it. If so, I want to be your werewolf. Can you see in black and white all the time? I love black and white. <laughs> so the wolves are trying to get in, and they're breaking the windows out. This is a cool scene. Like, this is Arrow trying to keep them at bay. You got furry arms reaching in and re <laughs> reaching around everywhere. Someone uses boiling water on one of them, like, oh from the stove. I love that and, like, they have, like, three pots of boiling water just ready at all times that they're just throwing in the faces of those werewolves, and then beating them with the pans. <laughs> Dude, actually genius. No joke, like, yeah. really smart. Like, we might not be able to kill them, but we can blind them. They, like, spray shit in their eyes and stuff. 
Dude, I don't know where it was, but there was a scene when they're hammering the like wood over the doors and everything. One of the werewolf arms comes through. I think it's spoons. I think he's using a frying pan to hammer. He looks up and just starts hammering really fast, like faster with the werewolf hand. Oh yeah. But also they have a grenade they throw out and everything. They cut one of the wolves' hands off, and but one finally gets in and is about to get Sarge. He's in the bedroom, but it gets shot a bunch of times and by Cooper, I think, and it leaves. Yeah, there's like a big thing where like Cooper runs in to check on Sarge and there's a werewolf in the bedroom. Like I, I, every other time the werewolf is like extremely fast. This one's slowly creeping towards Sarge. Ooh, but because Cooper's grabbed by like another one in the window and there's like the tense moment of like, is Sarge going to get killed? And then Cooper, of course, gets away. And I think he's like throwing yeah. books at Sarge, trying to wake him up and find Sarge. Yeah. Like, oh. He wakes up. He's like, oh, shit. Uh, the wolves take Terry, one of their group. Um, he's obviously dead. Yes. Uh, it's midnight. Megan gives Cooper gives Megan a rabbit foot. That's all. Yeah, for luck. They're running low on ammo, and I like that they establish they're not like just pure animalistic. They still have a lot of their human intelligence because they're like they're gonna stay out there because they don't know how much ammo we have yet and everything like that. Yeah, like, what would you do if you were out there? You're, like, getting your group together. You're, like, devising a plan. That's what they're doing. And this is where we learn there's an old car in the barn, and they plan to hotwire it. Spoon goes outside as a distraction with a flare <laughs> as the others run to the barn. Dude, who draws that straw to go be the distraction? But Spoon is, like, super, like, soldier into it. Like, anything for my boys kind of thing. Where he's like, yes, I will. I will gladly go around and scream with the flare. Dude, and then they're going after him, and they have a rope hanging out the window that he climbs back up. And I love, like, he gets in. The rope is tied to the bed. But he gets in. But then the wolves grab the rope and start pulling it. Remember, Sarge is in the bed. (laughs) The whole bed starts going towards the window and everything. Sarge is like, what the fuck's going on? The car does start in the barn, but as soon as it starts, he turns around and sees one of the werewolves eating Terry from before, like, just in the back, and big snarl and everything, so let's take a guess what happens. Yeah, was it Terry that was sitting there, and there's just the breath behind him? He's like, you're behind me, aren't you? And then he gets killed. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Later, it's calm, they're playing piano, just killing time, I guess, and... Cooper starts yelling at Captain Ryan, and we finally get some truth out. He says he was supposed to capture one of them, and the other team, so our team we have now, was expendable, and the training exercise was like a cover and everything like this. Yeah, which it's like, okay, there's a lot of plot getting you to where you are that doesn't really need to be there. You don't need this huge double-cross thing. Like, you could have Captain Ryan just out there. It so happens... They happen to be in the same area. You don't have to explain it of they were bait and everything. I don't know. I kind of like it because it makes us really hate Ryan even more. Yeah, well, you already hate him. He killed a dog. And to throw back to Predator, it's exactly like the, so you cooked up a story and dropped the six of us into a meat grinder. It's exactly that scene. Yeah. They start fighting and Captain Ryan starts turning because he's all healed now. So he was attacked by a werewolf but didn't die. He's turning into a werewolf. And there's a big fight, and Wolf Ryan jumps out the window, I guess, to go join his new pack. 
Yeah, I would guess. It's like, oh, well, can I be friends with you guys now? It's like, no, we don't know you. Like, we attacked you. Go go away. <laughs> and upstairs, same deal. Sarge is healed up miraculously fast, so he realizes he's going to turn into a werewolf. But I love Sarge's reaction to it, because how many of these movies, when the person is turning into the bad thing, they hide it until the last minute. Sarge is, like, immediately showing where his guts were, like, slashed open. He's like, look at that. That's healed. That's not normal. Something's fucked up here. Like, I know I'm not okay. <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, he cares about all these guys and everything, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah I love Sarge. Because there's also gr- so many great moments of him just screaming and firing guns. <laughs> But remember, Megan's a zoologist, and she says they're going to gather somewhere warm and everything, the barn. So they make this plan to burn the barn down, like explode it that all the wolves are in, and they drive a gas trail to it. And like they pierce a gasoline can, drive it with a hot-wired car to the barn, and they light it and it explodes. Very Night of the Living Dead, now that you said I can't stop thinking about it, with the torch and everything like this. Oh, yeah. Well, because the one guy's trying to light matches, and they're not lighting. I love Sarge just comes running out of the door, screaming with a Molotov cocktail, and, like, spikes it like a football onto where <laughs> the um, gas trail is. Like, <laughs> And it, of course, like, it does the uh, fire trail, it blows up the barn shed thing. This whole time, I'm also being like, the werewolves aren't in there. Because any other time that the people have gone outside, the werewolves are everywhere. And it was super close to the barn. They had plenty of time to go running out. A car just drove into it. And I've not seen a single werewolf go running out of there. I was like, they're not in there. No, because Megan then reveals, like, that she's been lying to him the whole time. Like, because they look at one of the family photos and, like, you're not in this because you took the photo. And (gasps) she has this line... And it's kind of cheesy. He goes, you think all women are bitches, but I really am. And it's that time of the month. And look, all these puns are great because bitch, female dog is technically yeah. the origins of the word. That time of the month, the full moon. I'm like, oh, your pun game is on point and I love it. You've been waiting to use these for so long. Yeah. <laughs> she was testing these out. She knew what she, she was. Oh, I know what I'm going to say next time. It's like when I have a great joke and I keep telling it over and over again because no one else will listen to it, but Liz is like has to. And she just like rolls her eyes. Like, we're tired of hearing this. <laughs> <laughs> but she turns into a werewolf and everything. And now all the other wolves are in the house. Everyone runs. Spoon's oh fighting God. one in the kitchen. And dude, he's legit. When I say fighting, he's like boxing the werewolf in the kitchen. I, it's, it's, it's like Friday the 13th part 8 on the rooftop of like all of, a, yeah. all of a sudden the werewolf is like okay I'll box you because like they could easily just rip your head off it's almost like they're toying with him kind of thing but I love Spoon's energy once again because he's just screaming he's like throwing everything he can find at the werewolf like <laughs> like I love him dude this, this is like the music's picking up here and everything this is a really cool like crescendo of the movie and the yeah. wolf Gets him, obviously, is about to eat him, and he goes, I hope I give you the shits! I love that so much, that's so funny. This is like the ultimate fuck you at the very end, then he, like, spits at him. <laughs> yeah. Sarge and Cooper make it to the kitchen, they're barricading themselves in, and they're gonna make a run for it, but Sarge says he's staying behind, so Cooper oh, leaves. Oh, 
we got there's this huge thing where Cooper and Sarge like run upstairs. They barricade themselves in two separate rooms. Sarge is in the bathroom because he's sitting on the toilet with a glow stick in his mouth that looks like a cigar. While he's like at the werewolves of like they're trying to get in. At one point, one of them punches a hole through the door. Sarge has an aerosol can and a lighter. He's like spraying it and burning them through the uh, door, screaming. Cooper is breaking his way through the wall to get the Sarge. And then from there, they break their way through the wall to another room. And then they hide in the. a closet type thing, which is filled with bones, because they're like, what's that smell? It's all these bones in there. And then they break through the floor. So, this part I absolutely love, because they're just destroying this house completely. There's so many holes in this house. They're like, fuck it, we're make-a-door. Yeah, I do love when they break out of the wall to get from room to room. And, yeah, like you said, we find all the bodies from their previous victims and everything like this. Which is so weird, because, like, ten minutes earlier when Megan was, like, being like, this is actually a nice family. They're very nice and sweet. It's like, they, it's fucking, uh, oh, fuck, I forget who, Dennis Nielsen, the British Jeffrey Dahmer. It's basically his apartment. Yeah. I almost said Jeffrey Dahmer, but I pulled out your guys, Jeffrey Dahmer. So there's a little throughout for the Brit- Britons. There you go. I, I think it's the UK. I think Scotland's not actually part of Britain. No, but these are British uh, soldiers. Oh, okay. That's why, yeah. They just who happen to be in Scotland. I see now. The land of Karen Gillian. Ah. <laughs> Sarge is staying behind. Cooper leaves. Sarge cuts the gas line to the stove and everything, right as all the wolves come in. Dude, the scene of all the wolves walking into the kitchen is badass. Yeah, because at this point, we get full-on werewolf reveal. And multiple of them, and we get, like, close-ups of them. Yeah. And I'm sitting there waiting, like, oh, right, let's, I'm going to nitpick this. Let's, let's look for seams. Can I see a mouth in there? Can I see eyeballs behind the mask? Nope. Done amazing. Nope. These yeah, are fucking very badass well werewolves. And they eat, like, one of them's, like, more of a gray werewolf, other ones are darker kind of thing. So it's not just, like, the same generic werewolf over and over again. They have their own style to them, so it looked like they took some time to actually design them cool. Yeah. Cooper's in the basement right when the explosion upstairs happens. Sarge and all these werewolves are incinerated. We get a great miniature exploding, which I always love miniature work. Yes. And But there's one more werewolf left, Captain Ryan Wolf, in the basement, and Cooper's fighting him. But We know it's Captain Ryan Werewolf because he has a sword through him. Yes. <laughs> and then he grabs a little silver knife letter opener thing from the very opening scene of the movie. And All for one of the skeletons. There's like, it's in with the skeletons, and he picks it up, because earlier they were looking throughout the whole house, looking for silver. And Megan mentions, like, what self-respecting werewolf would ha- own silver? And everyone's like, oh yeah, that's true. It's just so I mean, happens... That's a great point. Like, yeah. It just so happens they bring the dagger back from the beginning. That's what yep. that scene was. <laughs> he stabs him, and then he just shoots the werewolf's fucking brains out, and that's the end of the movie. That's Dog Soldiers. Yeah, pretty awesome. I really enjoyed finally getting to watch this. It's a movie I definitely wouldn't have given a shot 
if it wasn't for the podcast because I would have seen 2002 and been like, nope. So I'm glad that Randy kind of stayed on us to be like, when are you guys doing Dog Soldiers? Yeah, I thought it was really fun. Yeah. Um, the, the, the werewolf design just really awesome. Like, that I, don't know, I can't get over that. That's like my favorite part of the movie. I, I've seen a lot of werewolf movies. I've seen different types and everything. Something's just... This is like one of the first scary werewolf designs I'd seen in a while. Like, of course, you see like any kind of savage dog monster, you're gonna be scared. But this one, like, would be the one I'd be most scared of walking into my house if I saw this thing. Yeah, I believe that the werewolf design really helped save this movie from some weird editing, some of like a kind of a weird story that goes to places it really doesn't need to. And also, like you said, we talked about earlier. I, there would be large chunks of the movie. I'm like, are we only down to like three people? And then all of a sudden, like four more people showed up downstairs. Like, oh, okay. I guess they're still there, but the design alone, that and the gore really help. Yeah. All right, man. Are you ready for count of the dead? Yeah, so let's get to the count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. All right. Let's run with count of the deads. We're tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we got with dog soldiers? I'll say, there were definitely more than I counted here, just judging by our rules. Okay, does the werewolves count? Werewolves count, they're people. Okay. Uh, I'll say 13. Oh, really close. I got 11. Oh, damn. Nice. That, that's a, Well, because this is another one of those movies of like, and everyone died. <laughs> yeah, we had one survivor at the end of this. Yeah. That's uh, great. Scout of the dead. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Now we're getting to my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I'll take something from the movie and I rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. And I come up with that thing right now. Because this movie's all about British soldiers and whatnot. It's all about them versus werewolves. So we're going to do eras of British soldiers versus werewolves. Okay, this is an odd one. I like it. Okay, so the number one version, the worst version of British Soldier to go against werewolves, it's like uh, the ones from like 1700s that would just line up and shoot, and then the kneel, and then the next line would shoot, and then they would kneel. Werewolves are taking them out completely. Yes. Uh, number 10 version, the best version of a British Soldier, I would have to say probably today, with all the new technology, they just fly a drone over the werewolf and kill it. Yeah, I guess so. Load little pieces of silver in there. Yeah, just tiny little silver bullets. Just doop, 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 doop. Um, Dog Soldiers was really good. Like I said, there's some parts of it that are weird and whatnot, but the werewolf costumes saved a lot. And some of the just intense, just screaming and firing guns parts is funny. Um, I'm going to give it six and a half out of ten. Okay. I'm very close to you. I... How do I rephrase this? I gave it seven soldiers to... British soldiers to fight... Is it British soldiers to fight werewolves? What era of British soldiers oh, oh fight God. werewolves? I give it seven eras of British soldiers to fight werewolves out of... These are getting way too convoluted. But yeah, seven. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it a lot. It was fun. Uh, the... The picture thing annoyed me. I know. I think I've yeah. seen that people discuss that before. But other than that, I thought it was really good. I'm glad I got to see it. I probably will watch it again at some point. Yeah, I could see this having a like return viewing for sure. 
Dude, maybe catch some fun... things I missed the first time. This will be a fun how we, we do like the fires and projector nights. This will be a fun yeah. like projector outside movie. Yeah, I agree with that. And yeah, I think that's all I got on Dog Soldiers, man. Yeah, I hope you're happy now, Randy. We finally <laughs> covered your puppy movie. <laughs> He's gonna yell at you for this. Woof woof. <laughs> no, I do. I have like a list of werewolf movies I've been meaning to get to, and it's just when do I pick them type deal, you know? I have like a giant to do list on the show that I eventually will get to everything on there. Everyone knows how much I love Lon Chaney Jr. I love the Wolfman. Yeah. Oh, we're definitely hitting Wolfman sometime. I imagine not terribly far from now. I really want to do it, like, really soon, but we just did a werewolf movie, so I have to wait a minute. <laughs> oh, so now you have that attitude. Not when it's about vampires. No. Now you're like, okay, let's, let's space it out. No, because I love vampires. We, I, Like I said, let's become the vampire podcast. No. <laughs> well, we hope that Dog Soldiers has left your brain throbbing with horror. Oh, hey. Didn't see you there. Well, that was a fun episode, wasn't it? Be sure you tune in next week for another fun episode. And be sure to check out all our social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin. I hear the guy that runs them is really great.